Peace be unto you once again, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Ruben. In this podcast episode, we will be examining Easter. Now, many people this season will be keeping Easter. But is Easter biblical? In this short podcast episode, we're going to be going to the book of Acts chapter 12, and we're going to go from verse 1 to verse 4 and examine Easter. The one time it's in the Bible. And you know, people who don't read the Bible can see it and say, well, see, there is Easter, so we'll do it. But does God approve of Easter? These questions will be answered in this podcast episode that will be titled, Is Easter of God? All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters of the Most High. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I'm going to be going over four verses in the book of Acts, chapter 12. Verse 1 through 4. Now, brothers and sisters, before I begin, this is what I would like to say. When I read the Bible, I read the Bible as it is written from the Old Testament to the New. Because when you look at the book of Psalms, chapter 68. Now, I've quoted this before, but I'm going to do it again just to put it in your ear. It's very important that we understand that Psalm 68, verse 11 says, The Lord gave the word. Great was the company of those that published it. The Bible says the company of those that published it. So the Bible is, well, I should say, the prophets are a complement to the apostles. And the apostles are a complement to the prophets. Now, when we examine Easter, which millions of people keep because of this tradition, you that hear this podcast episode this day, in your minds, can think if you have family members or friends that do this worship, which is not approved by God in any way, shape, or form, can have them listen to this podcast, share this podcast, download this podcast to share with others so that we can understand exactly how uh, things went back in the time of the Bible. Let's look at the Bible and examine this right now, brothers and sisters. I want to open up in Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 says this. Now about the time Herod, king, stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. Now, as I said to you before, and I'll say to you again, the church is not a building on the corner. The church are the children of Israel. Acts chapter 7, verse 38, real quick. Acts chapter 7, verse 38 says, and this is he. Acts 7.38, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake unto him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers 
who receive the lively oracles to give unto us. Now, our fathers is not talking about the fathers of every nation. Let's look at this, our fathers again. I want to go to the book of um, Acts chapter 24, 24, and we're going to read verse 14. It says this, this is Paul writing. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, the Jews, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and the prophets. So right away, brothers and sisters, the fathers had the law and the prophets, not every nation. Remember, I read to you Isaiah 40, verses 15 through 17 and um, Daniel 435. I'm not going to go into that because this is going to be a short podcast segment, but I read to you when I did um, Is the Rapture for All Nations. You know, I did that podcast. I showed you in Isaiah 40, 15 through 17 and um, Daniel 435 that all nations don't mean anything to God. They never did. The only nation that meant anything to God was the children of Israel. We read that in Isaac, we read that in Deuteronomy 32, verse 8 and 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6 through 8. See, brothers and sisters, we were able to, with the company of them that published the Bible, show you that as it was in the first testament it is also in the second testament now if you go to these churches where your pastor doesn't read it then surely you know you'll just be going every week and not having these things read to you now i want to go to uh, back to the book of acts chapter 12 and we're going to read uh verse 2 acts chapter 12 verse 2 And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Verse 3. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. Now, brothers and sisters, we're going to go back into the Old Testament and take a look. Because before we we can read verse 4, we got to understand verse 3. Before we can read verse 4, we have to understand verse 3. Now, what is the days of unleavened bread? Let's go back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16, verse 16. I'm going to read Deuteronomy 16, verse 16 first, and then I'm going to go um, back up into Deuteronomy 16, verse 2, and then I'm going to read down. I have to read one before the other because I'm setting you up to understand what's going on in the book of Acts chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Deuteronomy 16, verse 16 says this. Three times in a year 
shall all thy males appear before the Lord thy God in the place which he shall choose in the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We see that in Acts 12 and 3. In the Feast of Weeks, which is also called the Feast of Pentecost, and in the Feast of Tabernacles. And it says, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty. That means we had to bring an offering with us when we went to worship in the place that God chose three times every year. Now, let's take a look at what the Feast of uh, Unleavened Bread really was by going back to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16. We're going to start in verse 2. Deuteronomy 16, verse 2. It says, Thou shalt therefore sacrifice the Passover unto the Lord thy God of a flock and of the herd. And the place which the Lord shall choose to place his name there. Thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it. Seven days shalt thou eat unleavened bread therewith. Even the bread of affliction, the affliction is what they suffered in Egypt. For thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt in haste, that means in a hurry, that thou mayest remember the day when thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. Now, he's not talking to, he's talking to the children, the, the 12 sons of Jacob that have enlarged themselves in the land of Egypt. But what I wanted you to notice, brothers and sisters, is it says in the top of verse 3, thou shalt eat no leavened bread with it seven days shall thou, uh, shall thou eat unleavened bread. Now, Back to the book of Acts, chapter 12, and verse 3 again. It says, And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days. See, it says days with an S of unleavened bread. Because, in, because of seven days, the children of Israel were to eat unleavened bread. See, they're still doing this feast in the book of Acts. Christ is long gone, brothers and sisters, and they're still doing this feast. Long gone. That's why they call it the, the acts or the actions of the apostles. Let me show you something. Let's get the book of 1 Samuel 2 and 3. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 2, verse 3. 1 Samuel 2 and 3 says... This. 1 Samuel 2 and 3 says, Talk no more so exceedingly proudly. Let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. See, the Lord weighs actions. And believe it or not, brothers and sisters, the actions of keeping a worship like Easter are weighed in the balance. Remember, I did a podcast episode that was entitled The Book of Life, where in Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, when Christ says, despise not the least of these, 
For I tell you, their angels do behold the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think they're doing? They're recording your actions. They're recording so-called worshipers of God keeping these feasts that are unbiblical. In the return of Christ, what do you think is going to happen? See, Christ is going to return sooner or later, brothers and sisters. And with you keeping these false worships, you think that God accepts these worships. Let's get to the book of Acts chapter 10. Let's get to the book of Acts chapter 10. We're going to read verse 34 and 35. It says, Then Peter opened up his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respect of persons. I got to do a podcast on that respect of persons because again, brothers and sisters, the company of those that wrote the Bible have a lot to say from the point of Deuteronomy to this verse. Respect of persons goes all the way into the book of James chapter 2 verse 9 in which he tells you what that truly means. This doesn't mean God is not the respect of a persons of all nations or this and that. No, you have to start from the first to the last scripture in the Bible. Christ said it, man shall not live off bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. This is something you will never get in your first day of the week Sunday churches. Acts chapter 10 verse 35 says, but in every nation, nation, in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness, which is in the law, is accepted of him. Not in a lie. You're not accept. God is not accepting you in a lie. He is accepting you in the truth and in righteousness. Righteousness is in the law. Now, I usually always um, just quote the scriptures, but I'm going to read to you Romans 2, verse 26, real quick. I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters, the righteousness is only in the law. Romans 2, 26 says, Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? Now, we start talking, we're not going to go into uncirc uncircumcision, circumcision. But what Paul is talking about is people that was, wasn't born in Judea and was actually doing the law that was written back in Leviticus 12 when it says that after eight days you're to circumcise your child. See, when you go back to the book of Leviticus real quick, the book of Leviticus chapter 12, it says this in verse 3. And in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Now, brothers and sisters, I just read that one verse because I wanted you to know that if you're born, like, like Paul, Paul was born in Rome. We already know that based upon when we look at Acts, the book of Acts, chapter... 22, let me see if I can get that, Acts chapter 22, 
verse 25, when it says, and they bound him with thongs. And Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman and uncondemned? So Paul called himself a Roman. But when you look at, uh, uh, when you look at Romans chapter 11, Romans chapter 11, and we start in verse 2. Oh, no, verse 1, Romans 11, verse 1, when it says, I say then, have God cast away his people? God forbid, for I am also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. So Paul was a Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin born in Rome. Just like brothers and sisters, all of the other Israelites that were born, when you go back to Acts 2 and 5, it says, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem because this was during the Feast of Weeks, one of the times that the Jews had to come from every nation to Jerusalem. And I'm going to prove that Jerusalem was the place God said his name. It says, dwelling in Jerusalem, Acts 2 and 5, and, were the, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. You have to understand, it wasn't Gentiles that came to the Pentecost. It was Jews that came to Pentecost, the children of God, the Jews. The same instance was here in Unleavened Bread. Now, before I go uh, to verse 4 again, brothers and sisters, I need to let you understand something. Like the Old Testament says in Psalms 147, verse 19 and 20, God did not give the law to every nation. So every nation doesn't know the law. And let me show you who else does not know the law. The book of John, chapter 18. The book of John, chapter 18, verse 31 says this. And then Pilate, Pilate is an affiliate of Rome, a servant of Rome, a Roman, unto them, take ye him and judge him according to your law. And the Jews therefore said unto him, it was not lawful for us to put, a, to put any man to death. Because at around the Passover, it was not their law to do, especially an innocent man. Verse 35 of John 18 says, Pilate answered, Am I a Jew, thine own nation? And chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Now, this is Pilate talking to Christ. Now, I wanted them two verses because I wanted to show you, brothers and sisters, that the Greeks and the Romans did not have the law, but Jews are dwelling in Greece and Rome. Paul's an example. You can also read um, Acts 18 and 2 for, for further proof, Priscilla and Aquila, because um, Claudius had uh, kicked all Jews out of Rome. Now, if you looked at my podcast episode, brothers and sisters, the Jews were a dark nation. See, the movies always try to play with your, well, I'll say it this way. 
the movies that they make are designed to give you a visual. A visual, an illusion that dark races had nothing to do with the Bible, with God, except the Ethiopian eunuch. That's when blacks were involved. But brothers and sisters, I made a podcast, and I know many of you have seen it, called The Image of God and The Image of the Children. Go back and watch that again. You'll find that there is not one reddish, white, skinned man that had anything to do with the Bible except here. What we're going to read about now. So why is it being presented that dark colored people only came in with the Ethiopian eunuch? Let's go to Acts chapter 12, verse 4. And when he had apprehended him, Acts chapter 12, verse 4, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, brothers and sisters, you will not find Easter anywhere in the Bible but here. Now, in verse 3, it talks about unleavened bread. What I'm going to do now is remember, three times a year, the males, were, the males were to go to the place where God shall choose. Let's go take a look at it. Let's, let's go to Acts chapter 12. Let's get this place. Acts chapter 12, verse 19 says, And when Herod had sought for him, he found him not. He examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he, this is Peter, went down from Judea to Caesarea, and their abode. See, they were in Jerusalem. Brothers and sisters, you are not keeping Easter in Jerusalem. You are not going to defile the temple of God with a false worship. This Easter was added. It was added into the scriptures in order for there to be a word of proof that this false worship they kept, this false worship that they are keeping, or we can go here to prove that Easter existed. Well, I'm going to show you, brothers and sisters of the Most High, Easter did exist, but not amongst the children of Israel. Easter existed among the Gentiles. Let me give you an example of what these Gentiles done. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 14. Watch this. Now, remember, brothers and sisters, these are nations that did not have the law. Just like you saw back in uh, John 18, verse 31, 
the, the Greeks never received the law. Now, the Greeks knew um, they had to know certain parts of the law because they did rule Judea. Which is, you know, I would like to go a little bit deeper in that. They, they did rule Judea, but Judea was not to have a Gentile king rule over them according to the law. And if I go there, brothers and sisters, uh, this podcast will not be finished in the time that I want to be finished in. So I'll have to go there in another podcast episode. But what I want to say is in Acts chapter 14, this is what I want to do. I want to read. I'm going to start to read verses 10 and then I'm going to skip down. Acts chapter 14, verse 10. Said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped up and walked. Verse 11. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying, In the speech of Lyconiah. Okay. This is a Greek province. The gods, which see that little G, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. The gods. See, now, let's look at what these gods were. Let's examine who they thought were gods. Praise a big part in Acts chapter 12, verse 4. Let's take a look. And they called Barnabas, which was with Paul, Jupiter. Another, another name for Jupiter is Zeus. Look it up. Zeus was the god that was supposed to dwell in the biggest planet in the solar system, which was Jupiter. And Paul, Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. Now, Mercurius was a messenger god. That doesn't sound like the most high in Christ to me. That sounds like too made-up imaginary gods of the Greeks. Okay. Verse 13. Then the priest of Jupiter, again, the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Now watch what Paul and them do. Which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out, verse 15, and saying, Sirs, why do ye why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all the things which are therein. See, they were worshiping paganism, pagan gods. They're made up, made up. We see the same thing in Acts chapter 17. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to say. When the preachers say 
we are not under the law, but we're under grace. Do you know what they're saying? They're saying that, yeah, it's lawful to keep Passover, but we are not under the law, but under grace. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. But Paul says in verse 15, what then? Shall we sin because we are not of the law, but under grace, God forbid? Shall we transgress the law? Shall we not keep the Passover? Shall we not keep what the Bible says? Remember Christ, brothers and sisters, Christ, Christ didn't watch. Remember, God only accepts those who do things in righteousness. When we read, I, I was supposed to go back and read Romans 8 and 4. And uh, Philippians 3 and 6 basically say the same thing. But Romans 8 verse 4. Romans 8 verse 4 says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, sin, but after the spirit. To be in the spirit, you must fulfill the righteousness of the law. It says the same thing in 1 John 3.24. Now, brothers and sisters, I, I tell you, 1 John 3.24 is evident that you must keep the law to receive the spirit. 1 John 3.24 says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he, Christ, in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. If you keep the commandments, that's the only way you're going to get the spirit. That's why Christ said in John 14, verse 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray for the comforter. The comforter was the Holy Ghost, the spirit that would dwell in you according to John chapter 7 verses 38 and 39. See in Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 it says this blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Brothers and sisters of the most high if you're not keeping what the Bible says, the Bible doesn't even call you blessed. Christ, didn't, he didn't say blessed are they that do what they want. He said blessed are they that keep what the book say. Easter was added. And with that, brothers and sisters, all praises to the Most High. Shalom.